Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by Collin County Area Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Jamuda Phil and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Jamuna. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to the top. I'm happy to be here. I am too, and I'm really excited because we get to start this new season of Welcome to the Top on an important note, common MLS violations. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. Multiple listing services, that's called the MLS, are independent broker marketplaces that connect buyers and sellers. Local MLS broker marketplaces give first-time, low-income, and other buyers better access to the American dream of home ownership, while also exposing a seller's property to the greatest number of potential buyers. That's true, and the data that it holds must be accurate and current. Correct. I know receiving and sending violations is not fun, but I appreciate our MLS department's work to ensure a comprehensive database. I do too, and I'm very excited about today's guest. We have one of our favorites here, Barry Hardman. Barry is a real estate broker, instructor, and Texas Realtors Leadership Program graduate. Hello, Barry. Hey, Jonna. How you doing? And hi, Jamuna. Hope you're doing well. Hi, Barry. Is I'm so I'm so happy to see you here today. In your view, let's get started. How important is the MLS for real estate professionals as well as their clients? Yeah, well, it's, it's really, really important, I think. Um, the main purpose of the MLS uh, is to share information with other brokers. And that's a, that's a big issue. That's a big thing. Uh, then those brokers share the information with their clients and allow access to all available properties. And then sharing this information openly on the MLS, this enhances cooperation between brokers and helps eliminate fair housing issues, you know, and steering and things like that. Um, because it makes the information available for everybody to see via the MLS and, of course, a lot of third-party uh, programs out there. Uh, this type of cooperation is a win-win situation between seller and buyer, in my opinion. Good to know. So, Barry, for someone who's new to the industry, okay, maybe someone who hasn't entered their first listing yet, uh, tell us what is a violation and how will someone know if they get a violation? Okay, well, a violation is a notification that in one manner or another, um, the information that was listed in the MLS does not conform to the various rules and regulations uh, that we have to abide by in the MLS, our rules. Um, some of these violations are uh, automatically flagged by the system, I'm looking for keywords and things like that, and uh, then they're sent out to the association and the broker, while others uh, are reported by users and administrators like you and I. If we see something in the MLS, we can go ahead and click on that little yellow triangle and report it that way. And then again, that does go to the association of the individual and it goes to the broker. Um, and that's, that's the way uh, violations are flagged. That's awesome. I know I've had a few in the past. <laughs> so I'll admit that. Um, but it's great because it keeps us compliant. So what are some of the most common violations? All right, common violations that I see in the MLS. Um, photoshopping your property is not a good idea. That's not yes. a true current picture. So if it's February and the lawn is dormant, you're not supposed to be photoshopping it green. That's not a true, current, accurate picture in the MLS. There are some 
actions out there against what's happened and brokers have been made to replace lawns um, using old photos that do not show a current accurate picture, a picture of the property <clears throat> using photos of a previous listing from another broker. There's copyright laws involved with that. Uh, not reporting the interest in the MLS. An interest, you have Trella and you have Trek and they have parent, spouse, child and corporate interest, things like that. But you also have the Code of Ethics, Article 4, which talks about immediate family, which is very broad. What is immediate family? Um, <clears throat> not reporting the sale uh, price of the property is an issue. Not reporting the true listing status. Um, incorrectly advertising property information like the property's in a mud, but the agent market is no. Um, accessing property for reasons other than MLS or brokerage services. You can't access the property to go make a, a video and then post it on uh, social media. Um, accessing the property outside uh, your window when the seller says you can be there between 1 and 1.30, if you get there at you know, 12.59, that, that's not authorized by the seller. If you get there after 1.30, that's, that's not authorized by the seller. And also a big one is giving out your MLS login information so somebody else can do your work. That's not an issue. It, it is an issue, but you just have to get written permission, Netris, and we need to know everybody that's accessing it. Very true. Wow, that's a lot of violations. Yes. <laughs> I could have made so. more. <laughs> so some of the violations that you talked about, can you talk about what some of the consequences are, um, how those consequences are determined and also enforced? Right. Well, consequences enforcement are in two different documents. Basically, the consequences uh, of the violations are governed in Exhibit 13 in our Policy and Procedures Manual, and the consequences for these violations can be anywhere between a written warning, um, a common or um, uh, more education, or a monetary fine up to about five thousand um, dollars, or a combination thereof. And enforcement is then covered under the MLS Rules and Regulations Section 12. Um, CCR's policy is to call you and say, "Hey." look at what you did you need to change this that's cc this is what we like to do first and they also want us to they would prefer the broker to broker conversation also try to keep it civil and try to get it done we don't want to take anybody's money we don't want to put a fine on anybody um so policy 27 of ccr's policies and precedes manuals are the guidelines for how to file a complaint mm -hmm. so you're going to go to policy 27 and our policy and procedures how to file it um, exhibit 13 in that same policy is the consequences and the MLS rules and regulations section 12 are the enforcement side. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. So um, the MLS obviously is a very important tool uh, for us and um, you know if, if, you, if you have someone that's entering a listing, a realtor that's entering a listing and they feel uncertain about the data that they're entering, what can they do? Well, that's, that's a really good question. Um, first thing they need to do is stop and ask questions. Is it just that you get a hackles that raise on the back of your neck, say, I don't know if this is right. So the first thing that the broker has to understand is that they're absolutely responsible for the accuracy of everything put in the MLS. You can write a disclaimer in private remarks or wherever saying that you're not, but you really are, okay? Um, that's That must be understood. Um, and so they must be sure that what they are entering into the MLS is true to the best of their ability. Uh, first thing is you got to work with the seller uh, get the, uh, and get the confirmation of all the information. Going over the data input form, regardless of which type of listing that you're filing, go over that with your seller. 
okay, fill it in completely and then have the seller sign it and the broker sign because that's the seller saying that this is the way I want you to advertise in the MLS and this is true and accurate to the best of our ability. Um, and that will help tremendously to reduce errors in the MLS. Um, also look at the way other properties in the neighborhood go in the MLS and see how other people listed it. You might say, oh my gosh, this one's saying in this neighborhood it's in a mud and this one's saying it's not. So now you have to ask yourself, what is really true? Um, so you have to be careful about that. Use verifiable sources of information, like go to the school district's website and look to see, you know, you can find a school finder, school locator, and what schools feed that. And also go to the CAD, look at the tax data to get liens that are against it, square footage, um, all sorts of stuff. You can call the PAM Planning and Zoning Commission um, for that city to make sure that something was permitted on the property. Um, and if there is no other source, real source of information, um, you have to be careful. The agent does not want to be the source of the information. They want to be the source of the source. So there's a form if there is no verifiable source, um, and that's called Notice of Information of Other Sources. It's Texas Realtor Form uh, 2502. Fill that out and have the seller sign it that they're the source of the information, okay, to help say, okay, this is why it's in here. And you did your best to make sure that what you put in there is true. Um, so that's that's what I would say about that. Well, that's 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 wonderful. <laughs> that is a lot <laughs> really, of great information. Yes, yes, and you know, very important work for anyone to do as they're entering information in it because you know, doing that due diligence and and the importance of that, consumers can confidently rely on MLS information. Oh, absolutely. The MLS is our biggest advertising platform, so truth in advertising, rules and regulation laws come into play along with our own guidelines as realtors. Um, but yeah, they should feel confident. Uh, one of the things about CCAR is that their goal here is to make CCAR realtors the smartest in the industry, in Texas. That's the best we can do is in Texas. So they have a lot of programs, a lot of education to teach, and they're free. A lot of them are free. Just come on in, sit in the class, get the CE credits, and learn from people that um, are knowledgeable about these subjects. So yeah, so I think because of our efforts we do here, I think the public, when it comes to us, uh, they can be assured that the information is as accurate as it can be. Yes, good data in is good data out. So uh, it's very important, and um, I, I believe that is one of the main tools that I have to help my clients, and that's, that's where, that is my go-to. I mean, it's just full of great information, and um, it definitely helps us have uh, conversations with our clients. Um, but yes, and thank you so much. You all do very important work there and keep us compliant. <laughs> You're welcome. Barry, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you would want our listeners to know? Yeah, um, as agents, we must always remember who we work for and how our actions uh, reflect on them, uh, whether it's the buyer, the seller, the tenant, or the landlord. But we can make sure that, that what we put in the MLS is true uh, to the best of our ability. The MLS is our best advertising tool by far. From there, it goes to hundreds of other websites. All the data statistics come for it based on what we put in there. Uh, so once it's entered in there, it goes everywhere. So truth in advertising is a reflection uh, on the agent and the broker and the client. So we have to make sure we do it properly. Well, Barry, thank you so much for being here today. As always, you're a wealth of information. We always appreciate you coming in and, and telling us what we need to know. <laughs> well, I learned a lot from Terry. <laughs> Very good.
For those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss in the future, we want to hear it. So please email us at ask at welcome to the top.com and then listen to hear us cover it. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Jana. We can't wait to hear from our listeners. Thank you for listening. I'm Jimena Thiel and welcome home. Special thanks to our host, Jonna Fernandez and Jamuna Phil, producer, Bree Westbury, audio engineer, Dylan Hensley, outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford, and podcast administrator, Sean Ossel. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.